because that's the dirty thing that people obviously realize but don't realize about again hollywood Mm. is the lengths people will go to people who are in front of a camera or public figures the lengths they'll go to to get ahead of it yeah or to curb it it's wild and if you're just an every everyday guy going bald like you're kind of like yeah right maybe i'll shave my head maybe not who cares yeah but like if you get famous looking a certain way there is something to hanging on to that Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast where two or less bald comedians interview bald actors, producers, writers, musicians, and really anyone bald about being bald. And sometimes we let a hero speak with us. I am bald. I'm Brian Husky. Charlie Sanders is still in hiding from the mafia. And today's guest is one of those heroes that we have invited to speak their truth here with us um, so we can learn about their ways and their culture. He is a hilarious actor, writer, producer. He's a founding member of Mail Order Sketch Comedy Group uh, who created the long-running Comedy Central series Workaholics, the Netflix comedy film Game Over Man, and currently they have a, their own podcast, This Is Important. He has appeared on so many other shows and uh, uh, films. He's been in The Mindy Project, Champions, Inventing Anna, uh, just to name a few. And he was beer pong guy number three in Neighbors, which I... That is a good one. Please welcome Anders Holm. Hey, what's up? Can I just say thank you for having me? Yeah, you can I, do that. I, I want to thank you for having me. Sure. All right. That, Got that, that out of the way. That's that, that's as much as I'm going to get out of you. That's great. Yep. Inventing Anna on Netflix now. Peace yeah. Out. Yeah. How is how is that? Is that a dramatic role? I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's light drama. I have like a pregnant wife who's trying to like solve this case not really solve a case but kind of get to the bottom of this um this person whether she's lying or not about having millions of dollars and maybe conning all these people into funding an art yeah. uh club that she wants to start and she my wife is the journalist and she's pregnant and i'm like hey maybe don't run yeah. around because the baby's due in two weeks and she's she's driven and uh not gonna stop her yeah because you know it seems like it's a pretty good time if you're a sociopath and you uh, uh, pull off a big fraud. They're going to do a series about you. Cause they got oh, I thought the, you were talking about me. Like, be a sociopath and just play a loving husband. I was like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, I mean, you can talk about how being a sociopath has served you in this industry because, you know, 90% of the people <laughs> you deal with are those. Man, I wish I was a little bit more so I could just get to the top. Is that okay? So let's just cut right past some hair and get to yeah. that because one of the things I I did the pilot presentation and then the the first episode of Workaholics. Yeah, you guys are all great and cool to hang out with, but you are the for me you are the one. But I like, oh, I can chat with you the easiest. Like I okay. just there's like a, a there's a familiarity that I felt with you that was this kind of thing of like oh he seems just kind of like. Pretty chill, no are you, business Are you sure that it wasn't because I was busy blowing you about free radio? Yeah, I know. I mean, in between <laughs> in between, when you'd come up for air, make, we'd make eye contact and stuff, and then you would like, You came yeah. onto our set, and A, obviously everybody knows you're super funny, and you brought so much to that character that was not on the page, which I'm sure you do every time you go everywhere, but... Very nice, thank you. I was like... This is the guy from Free Radio. Really? Watch, watch out. And I still talk about Free Radio to people who are like, what is it? That's so funny. It was great. It was a it was a different was a kind show. of format. And yeah. everybody on it was very talented. Yeah. Um, Lance lives down in Atlanta now. He does. I he mean, has, he has his own production company and he's like trying to do animated stuff. Yeah. I, why? Why do we live here? Why are we living I know. here when everything is in Atlanta? Well, yeah, we move we move here to be shipped off to work other places. It's basically. so crazy. Yeah. I hate it. Um, I hate but it. yeah, it was fun talking to you on that pilot. And then we always tried to figure out ways to bring you back. I and, know. Uh, they, he kind of dangled this carrot where uh, where it was sort of like the, um, what, what what is that De Niro? The, 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 it was a movie you guys are going to do sort of a ripoff of. The, De Niro did a remake of. 
Robert Mitchum was in the original one. Oh, Cape Fear, Cape Fear, Cape yeah, Fear, yeah, Cape yeah, Fear, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I was we, like, yeah. that's great. And so I was just like, all right, just gotta wait. Okay, last season, here we go. It's gonna okay. We had we had that on the whiteboard for the series run, like just yeah. in the corner where it was like, and we always we need to if we run out of ideas, we got to do this. And by the yeah. way, like it just it always ended up kind of being like. I don't know. I think the network liked the idea at first, but we were like, well, we have other stuff we want to do now. Yeah. And then by the time we were like, let's do that Cape Fear, they were like, well, isn't it kind of a different show now? (laughs) People are going to have to have seen the pilot to understand it. And they like started overthinking it. And you're like, okay, all right. We've never done a previously on and you're going to have to stick that on at the beginning of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm writing the movie now. And uh, great. Stay available. I remember doing that, my agent, and this is this is how bad I am at, at this business. He was uh-huh. like, "What do you think?" I was like, "It's really funny. The guys are great." I was like, "I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna go. It, you know, it's funny." But then yeah. it turned into this juggernaut, and you guys did such an amazing job of just blowing out that that's that premise that you you. I mean, I remember you sort of saying like, "Yeah, we're trying to get something that kind of like speaks to Comedy Central's like." bro audience a little bit but you 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 exceeded that in such a great way well yeah i mean thanks we we were just like if this makes us laugh it'll probably make somebody else laugh Mm -hmm. you know and um once it took hold of like a certain demo we just leaned all the way in yeah you know and like for sure like got the bro demo and then we just like ate shit and like the onion av club you know like that we because i was like an avid av club reader that would be like because i went from zero to 60 like was a pa who then had my own show like the next day kind of thing right and then you and then you become like an example for agents and stuff to always sort of cite you know what i mean like it's like this is how easy it is like no it's it's not not. it's not that it's not and like you know not not that like we put in all the hours but like we did do sketch stuff for like five years together before that Mm. but like it's still i expected to staff as a writer on a show um get a couple guest stars like had nothing Mm -hmm. so i was like an avid av club reader because i was just one of those like angry assistants right (laughs) and you read you watch every pilot you watch every show you read all the reviews and then they would just fucking destroy us week after week and we had one episode where we really leaned into um dr pepper 10 Mm -hmm. which was like the dr pepper geared for guys yeah it was like for men and we thought that was the funniest thing ever. Like yeah. that there was a marketing campaign like that. And we're like, who is this hitting? And if we're like, it's hitting the workaholics guys hard. Mm-hmm. So we just drank Dr. Pepper 10, the entire episode talked about how it's for men. Yeah. And then AV club was like, and of course these sellouts must've taken some <laughs> money from Dr. Pepper. We're like, no, the whole joke is of course they drink Dr. Pepper 10, but okay. That's so funny. It's, I mean, it's funny that the onion who, you know, they their bread and butter is just satire and or just like if you miss the joke, you're not smart enough. And right. the number of times and I've I think right. I've seen this a lot in A V stuff where it's like you're missing you're missing it because right. you're self righteous. And <laughs> you forget it. that like as they watch T V every day, you think they're like they know, but then they don't they're like, and this one was written by so and so. Again, it's the same what we've always seen, and you uh-huh. just have to go it's not written by this one guy. Like <laughs> they might've had a hand in it, but then it gets rewritten and like, yeah, I come on. But it is funny. It's like, if you're like a left centrist and then you hear people on the left being like, well, you got to come all the way this way. And then you're like, I think you're pushing me right. You're yeah. like, maybe yeah. we just go full bro on this show and Completely. say fuck it and stop trying to kind of uh, be smart about it. I think, I mean that, that disappoints me because I do think that you guys had, I mean, you had that framework, but I feel like the the writing, the characters you had, and that you would bring, like, that you let me do my thing, uh, that... Uh, That's what we tried to do. For yeah. anybody who came on, we were like, and do your thing. Yeah. And yeah. you really you really did. <laughs> that was so fun. We quoted, you, we quoted you in the writer's room for the entire series. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's always a fun thing is like, not to sound like a douche, but like to quote your people who come on your show, you know, yeah. and it's like, even if it's an edit that like never made the episode, you're still doing it around the guys who know it. Yeah. 
I will say that that is one of those, and it it does usually stick the demographic, but best test in the West. If I get that and I turn around, it's usually dude, a dude. <laughs> I was I was walking the other day uh, with my kids. Where the fuck was I? And somebody in front of me, and I don't I don't I honestly don't think they saw me. Mm-hmm. Said best test in the West, best test in the West, and I oh, was really? like, I wrote that. Is this person just fucking? <laughs> saying that like is that a thing people say now did he go to university of arizona and he just graduated he did great (laughs) i yeah i don't i it was weird it was very weird because i i don't know what they were talking about it might have been like covid testing or something i don't know but like yeah he just said best test in the west and i was like okay you know am i gonna be the guy who goes excuse me you start me speed walking (laughs) up next to him and just take your hat off so you can you're noticeable Ahem. And then oh, he turns hello. around and he's like, I'm 18. I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. like, this is a meme. It has nothing to do with your show. It's evolved. Your, sh- past that. your show ended when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, completely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get away. We're going to get back to Hollywood because we can't escape it. It yeah. is in our DNA. Yeah. It is who we are. Mm-hmm. But it's almost you- everywhere around us, but not in LA. Yeah, except for where you live, it's, right. you're surrounded by. I don't know yeah. who who works over there. I just feel like they're professional like families that just live there, yeah. just there for sets. So you have a great head of hair. Listen, thank you. You got a fantastic. You're a very Teutonic gentleman. Top, you know, just very fit and, and like I need Teutonics to fucking have a good time <laughs> yeah yeah you have an alcoholic edge to you yeah yeah uh jim blossoms does it is it a threat is it a possibility in your future that you will uh, go the way of the the hat wearers i don't think so because but i didn't i never knew because my mom's dad that's always the thing right it's did you, you know was your mom's dad bald right it, no? it's not we had a um a guy does hair restoration and you know knows all about it. He's like, there's no, there's no direct corollary. He's like, they thought that they sort of they found it and they're like, they don't know. Which is to me like at this point you're like seriously like baldness. You can't even. It's just right. this unpredictable whimsical thing that happens to people. It's like I don't think that's true. Yeah. No, so, but my wife, my my wife, my mom's Freud, my oh, mom's dad, no. he died before he maybe would have gone bald in his like 30s or something mm-hmm. uh or so, but before some people might go bald so she was like i don't know yeah but i have older brothers they haven't lost their hair one of my brothers thick black yeah. hair oh, yeah, you know it's super dark hair that just it ain't going anywhere it's not even gray yet you know and <laughs> yeah he's mid 40s and you're just wondering but um so yeah things are looking okay that's that paul that paul rudd gene runs in your family I mean, let's get under that scalp, though. Let's inspect it. Yeah. Let's see what's going let's, on. Let's really tug on it and see how much gives. Because that's the dirty thing that people obviously realize but don't realize about, again, Hollywood, mm. is the lengths people will go to. People yes. who are in front of a camera or public figures, the lengths they'll go to to get ahead of it yeah. or to curb it, it's wild. And if I you're know. just an every, everyday guy going bald, like... You're kind of like, yeah, right. Maybe I'll shave my head. Maybe not. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah. like if you get famous looking a certain way, there is something to hanging on to that. Completely. Uh, I think that scares people. And I know people and they've had stuff done. Oh, you, you got, you know, some people don't name them because we're not outers here. Oh, but. no, no, no. I would never. Yeah. I would never. But like I've seen like pictures of them after like the surgery where yeah. like and their entire face is like exp- like they were in a car accident. <laughs> just yeah, they were I was like, shocked. I was like, "Holy fuck! How long does this last?" He's like, "Just a few weeks." And yeah. I'm like, "You're gonna look like the kid from Mask for a few weeks." Yeah, you're gonna have to make up a story about how you were like attacked by a gang of you know right, right. wild youths. Right, or I, I was filming in yeah. Cabo. Like, okay, where when's that coming out? I don't know. I fell down some Mayan ruins. Yeah. my face it's weird but but you know what to each their own oh man i yeah that 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 is the point like surgical stuff i cannot hang with at all right and so when people have described like yeah you know 
you have to kind of sleep upright for a couple of weeks and they give you a special pillow. And then once the scabs all start to fall off and they all kind of fall off at the same time. So then you're just picturing this like crazy scalp covered with like, what's that shower? Like where the scabs are all just the metamorphosis part of it. If it, if it was like a day, you know, you're going to be a horrifying vision and nightmare fodder for one day. Right. But two right. weeks and just knowing like that it what I can't do it. No. And they also the term they use is like, well, what we do is we harvest the hair from the side, uh, and like then the we matrix sew or something, it into your scalp. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just this this disgusting future yeah. shock thing. Yeah. So, but they're getting good. They are getting really good. That's the thing. If, would you? This would be kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. They say how you're like your hair and your fingernails keep growing after you die right mm-hmm. so i imagine you could harvest a corpse so i'm what i'm getting to is at your funeral do you think it'd be hilarious if they open the coffin and you had a full head of hair for like the first time in however many years <laughs> you mean on top in the middle too it's sort of like like you got you get the whole thing done but you're you've you were you have it done after you die oh yeah, yeah. right yes. so like when people go to your funeral you got a full head of hair <laughs> You're dead, but mm-hmm. uh, you know you you splurged. Yeah, you, you indulged. I would do that, and then I'd also ask for keep my eyes open and give me blue blue eyes. Yes, shocking blue eyes. Shocking blue eyes, a full head of hair, and a really nice suit. Give me the Dodario eyes, please. <laughs> give me the spice eyes. Can they do that yet? Dune. Can they give you different eye colors yet? They can just do contacts i don't know if yeah. they can change it yeah. yeah what would they do inject it with a certain dye or something or a Dr- like drano yeah yeah just bl- blue drano i think <laughs> um, or any any flavor of gatorade is going to change your eye color god now i'm spacing on her name but the woman who's got the craziest eyes in the history of eyeballs and i'm very disappointed in myself she's she known e- for her crazy she's known for her eyes but she played evil lynn in masters of the universe in the 90s and she was like kind of a star in the 80s meg foster mm-hmm. has the most insane icy blue eyes you've ever seen there are they are they kind of like translucent yes yeah yes they are like caribbean waters yeah but to do all that at your funeral as a bit <laughs> kind of great i've 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 when i've seen people post stuff about like you know funeral bits i saw this yeah. one like a guy recorded this thing where <laughs> once i lower him under now under the ground oh, he yeah. had like an audio thing he's like hey let me out what the right. fuck what are you doing right people oh. were laughing right yeah they people were, like, were laughing okay. but yeah. if it was he was really in there though <laughs> if you if, if it was out of context like this right. person never joked in their life you're like oh, right hold on what's going on here? uh open it up yeah, yeah. that was bob he was always joking i'm seriously in here that by the way that's that's the funny part is you're like it's not a joke i'm actually in here just yeah. to bait them enough mm-hmm. that they have to open it yeah where it goes from like sad to funny to wait is he in there to very sad and then to you go anger. the distance you make arrangements with the funeral home to put a different body in there right and then and then you you just do whatever ever you want with your who your body. the fuck knows it's who just knows? A, a receipt for a plane ticket mm-hmm. somewhere it's just a mouse yeah. it's a mouse in a tuxedo it's mm-hmm. a mouse typing at a typewriter <laughs> this is the story of your life it's and the family's like i don't even get this they're like is this the start of like a disney quest movie like i don't understand what this it mystery is the the lion the coffin and the there's still a wardrobe and a mm-hmm. lion, but now, then there's a coffin, not a witch. They have to find the the wardrobe somewhere. Mm-hmm. What's uh What's your bald spot then? Like if you if you've got a full head of hair, because everybody's got some. My this, this I love about people. Mm-hmm. You can be like the most gorgeous. I'm sure Meg Foster at a certain point was like, God, I hate my fucking translucent eyeballs. Like well, I just look maybe. like an alien, and then they became this asset. Right. Tell her you got her a house in Malibu on the cliffs. Completely. I don't know. But do you have um, any, is there anything, because going back to what you were saying about Hollywood, one of the things that drives me crazy about yeah. this work is having to be so conscious, you know, our bodies yeah. are our shops, yeah. we are our own business to a degree. Yeah. And every every once in a while you got to do some, some updates. Yep, yep. And when I moved to LA, it coincided with my grandmother passing away. 
mm-hmm. and leave me a little bit of money. Sweet. And uh, that money went right out the door mm-hmm. to these teeth. Seriously? These four teeth on the top. I don't oh. know if you do video, but the, my, my top four teeth are all fake. They're, <gasps> ven- they're veneers that are on top of these shaved down fangs oh, wow. that, that they made out of my previous teeth, which were, oh, I got a thing actually right here because my here kid was asking me the other day. Yeah. The, these were my old teeth. Oh, dang. Oh, they're so, a little Paul Shearish. Yeah, well, Sheer has like a charmingly just, spaced gap. Yeah. Mine is like, a, it's a gap and then it's a little bit longer. Yeah. And then I had another like little tooth here. Totally. Because my, my parents were like, mm, we're not doing braces. And it, that's the result of, so, so yeah, I guess, I guess like, braces would have like pulled them even because I had braces. Mm-hmm. My bottom ones are kind of like starting to gnarl up a little bit because right, I right. stopped wearing the retainery thing. Yeah, but my if I had not done it, my what are these guys? The incisors, the kind of like yeah. fangy ones, the canines. The, yeah, canines. They would have been up underneath my lip still. Mm-hmm. So I had like a big gap there, and then the middle guys were like a triangle position as as opposed yeah. to being flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's if I had po- done it, I think it, that's popular. My, I think my my middle kid has those right now. Yeah, we're gonna take care of that. Oh man, that I'm is. Not gonna, what... I'm not gonna put them through the horrors that I went through. I was just always self conscious. I never learned to smile. Oh because yeah. Because I because I was always just like. <laughs> you just you're good. And, they had not the the. And so now, like red carpet, they're like, "All right, big smile." I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know how to do it. It's yeah, you weird. have that four year old smile. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the sociopath smile where they're like, mm-hmm. "I'm showing my teeth." Yeah, this is what humans do, right? Um, this is beginning. Yeah. So that was it. I mean, and uh, you know, it was fun while it lasted. And yeah, then I I just shaved them down, put the caps on. And by the way, the dentist uh, who like grew up with my dad, they like played high school football together, and then mm-hmm. he moved to Beverly Hills and became the dentist to the stars yeah uh my dad's like you go straight to him i'm like sick and he was like look i can put you in braces and it's gonna be about 18 months maybe two years that you gotta wear those things and i'm like 23 at the time and did they have that the behind the tooth technology or the invisible thing no he he said that you can do invisalign but it's gonna take even longer because like you don't always wear it and he's like or I can give you caps and you can have uh, teeth in a week and a half. And I was like, Bam. To, to quote the kids, I was like, let's fucking go. And I said that <laughs> in 2003. I was the first. Wow. Um, but then looking back, I go, A, I, I wish I got braces for mm. two reasons. I like the idea of still having my teeth. Yep. You know, because every time I'm biting my fingernails, I'm like, this is going to. This is gonna. This is a lie. They're gonna shatter. Uh, yeah, and it's a lie. I'm nervously biting my <laughs> fingers, thinking somebody's gonna find out. But also, I, I just wish they were my teeth. And then I was like, dude, if you were 23 and you had braces, you could have been playing like high school, like because I looked young. Yeah. And I was like, you could have been booking stuff. You could have been like the like annoying douchebag jock with the braces in every like high school show. Oh and man. It, I would be so much more famous now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And it would have stunted your development in some weird way. And that's why I was showing my kid the other day. I was drunk having a two, what do we call it? A two gin or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, two tonics. I was showing my kid these two, I had two tonics. I said, son, I could have been more famous. If I could these. <laughs> you see this? This is who I am. He was this like, is dad, who I'm, you going to be? Because I'm not going to get your teeth fixed. You're going to be I'm famous. driving you home, dad. I'm eight. <laughs> we are home. What? You parked the car into the house, Dad. <laughs> you um, parked the car in the house. Yeah. Man. But that 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 was it. You know, informative. Where you, it's like, no matter what you do in front of other kids or whatever, like, fuck you. They're like, yeah. whatever. Snaggletooth. And you just go, mm, you yeah, got that's, me. that's true. Yeah. They do kind of snaggle, don't they? It's... I mean, this is a whole, it keeps coming up on this. It's just, I'm astounded. How old are your kids? Like, they're pretty young, right? Eight, eight, four, and zero. Eight, four, and zero. Okay. Um, good luck with the zero one. Mine's he's, 14. He's 12. He's 12, but he's a big zero. <laughs> uh, no, eight, four, zero. My daughter's 14, and right. so she is in that space of, if, so if this had been, I don't know, 20 years ago, I had a kid, 
the correcting she would have done to me would have been on more of a social level. Like, you're embarrassing me. You're just saying stupid stuff. Right. And now the corrections she gives me are very... Dad, uh, that's racist. That's racist. That's <laughs> that's ableist. That's body shaming. It's a lot of stuff that I was like, man, I'm, I'm so fascinated how they interact with each other because mm-hmm. we went for the lowest hanging fruit possible right, on one right. another. You know, it's just always oh, just like... What what can I see and make publicly known to everybody? So th- she's a cop. She's a cop. She's not, like police. She's policing uh, etiquette police or yeah. not yeah. <clears throat> not in sort of like a you know over the top for sure way, but enough that I'm like I I'm I'm fascinated by I don't know how kids are mean to each other now. I guess they just go online and say shit. And then, yeah, I mean, well, there is that. They're nice in public, or, yeah, nice in public, and then privately are sneaky fucking devils. Yeah. But I also think that that's just the milieu of, like, L.A., mm-hmm. you know, where people actually do give a shit. They hear parents having conversations that matter yeah. um, about these things. And then if you go down to the South Bay... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> kids are still like, you're fat and... Ret-. I'm not even going to say it, but, yeah. you, like, they're, they're still using all the words. I know. Um, uh, so I, I do think that again like if you if you go outside of cities it's a different kind of vibe you know yeah it's i guess so a little more throwback so to speak that's true i um, i i probably cling to that because i'm just trying to cling for any kind of positive indication of where the future is headed right you know what i mean so like i will i will keep defining the world within my bubble right <laughs> not yeah ignore, ignoring all the other I, I mean it's the scariest the scariest thing or movie, everyone says idiocracy, right? Yeah. But I don't know if you ever saw Wally. Mm-hmm. And Wally is exactly what's going to happen for sure. Like, convenience is just going to kill us. Yeah. We're going to go up on a spaceship and just be like fed Feed liquid, liquid yeah. tacos while the earth just like we send machines to clean the earth up or something. Yeah. Uh, thinking we're going to get back. If, you know, tracking how many Pete Davisons are going up to space right now, it's sort of like they're starting to shuttle themselves out of here. How do you think, do you think Pete Davidson, I was just talking to my wife last night about how he must be a genius. Yeah, I guess. I think he's a genius with people or has, he has some knowledge that he's gained through living his life, which mm-hmm. is very, very unique, yeah. his circumstances. And he knows how to talk to people that have everything and make them need him around. Yeah. And I, I like him. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm just remarking. This is like separate from like, cool dude, yep. good guy. This is me just going like, we could be talking about like LeBron James, good guy, whatever. Right. But what does he have that makes him a, a fantastic basketball player? What is the the X factor that he has that puts him in all these positions where people are like, "Hey, um, you're tw- you're 19. You should mm-hmm. be on SNL. Yeah. Hey, I'm the most famous woman in the world. Will you date you, me? You should gonna... be my boyfriend. Hey, I have a space company. You gotta get on this rocket. <laughs> yeah, completely. What is that? It's a little bit. There's a little bit of that kind of like. Is he a modern day? Does he have a zelig factor where people are just like, I'm going to plug you into history. I'm going to plug you into this. I'm going to plug, you know, because I, or, or like, do you ever see that movie Being There with, uh, yeah, yeah, Peter yeah, yeah. That or kind of thing just... where, where people will kind of project onto you what, what they want. You know what I mean? Right, right. But in that, he's kind of like feeble minded gardener. And this yeah. is a guy who seems pretty savvy who must know yeah. the like the ten moves. It probably is as simple as just being like, what do you think? You just wow. one phrase that you say to someone over and over again, like, I right. like this guy. Oh. Right. Yeah. And I can't and what's crazy is that most people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Most people I mean, I know I can't shut up if you've been listening. Yeah, no shit. Oh my God. But like he must just be like he must know that little pocket. Those yeah. five moves. Yeah. Talking bald, yeah. Ever heard of social media? We have, and no big deal, we are on it. Check us out on Instagram at Bald Talk Pod or on Twitter at Bald Talk Podcast. Please make sure to like, rate, and review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
We don't care where you get them. Just get them. No judgment. Wherever you get them. Anywhere. 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 Whatever. No judgment. <laughs> as long as you listen, we don't give a fuck. Only on Bald Talk. I have, and I, I've mentioned this before, is like, I've given up on trying to make moves. I mean, yeah. When I've made moves, they just, they're not moves. They're just like, right. I just splay on the floor. Right. They're um, bowel moves. They're just bowel moves. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're not pleasing. I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, man. I just, you got to know who you are, you know? Right. But I think it's, it's sort Pe- of like. People do not change. <laughs> no, people don't change. They do people not can't change. Yeah. Hey, but do, do you guys do in memoriams for people, bald people we've recently lost? No, but you've just started a new segment for us. Who do you have? William Hurt. Is he, uh, he's part of the community, correct? He is. He is. And a sex symbol of the community? I know. He and he and uh, Ed Harris are the kind of like wild yeah. card like yeah. sex symbols. Yeah. Like, Good for you guys. Right. They I, must have the 10 moves. Yeah. 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 He's... I've, I like Jonathan Hurt. I think I I have a little bit of the bias here in that he was kind of creepy to uh, Marlene Matlin and some other, there's some other yeah. Hollywood there, stories. I, I, I've heard, of, I was at a dinner, like one of my first like Hollywood dinners with people that uh, were actors and stuff in like 2004. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, oh my God, like William Hurt, da, da, da. And he's like, you guys got to hear my William Hurt story I go and then after you go I'm gonna do mine joking and he Mm -hmm. goes you have one too and I go no I'm joking like who has a William Hurt story and like two other people at the table go me oh my god everyone does and I go I'm new in town I don't know that everyone has a William Hurt story um but it was that he was this guy this guy we were dinner with when he was 10 in New York City was like hey William Hurt like will you sign my baseball cap I loved you in body heat or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it was and he goes, hey, kid, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. I was that's like, oh, that's cool. You know, the guy's like, he's got parameters, he's got limits. Yeah, he's got boundaries. Yeah. Especially the children. That's pretty smart. Looking at his hairline, he's like one of those 70s, 80s, I guess 80s, 90s actors where it's like there's that, that weird time when mm-hmm. kind of odd. I mean, we still, we still have oddball stars you know people yeah. are kind of like that guy's funny looking in real life right right you know? like chalamet is probably looks ridiculous in real life chalamet chalamet timothy chalamet timothy chalamet i i bet he's cute as fuck you think so i yeah. i i can always see him i mean i can i think we would both try and take him down yeah i guess so <laughs> there's certain there are certain but yeah there's some goofy guys out there yeah um that but you just named like uh the t- the what would be the tiger beat of today i guess um, so and that's one of those things where i'm like i i'm either too old or i'm masculinity too is masculine changing. yeah it's I'm, changing the like the sexiest man alive used to be like a guy would be like a william hurt right a guy who would like in body heat he like throws the chair through the window and like grabs her and kisses her hard yeah if that was in a movie today, I know. it would it would be a horror. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be hot. It wouldn't be sexy. But like that was what was portrayed back then. It would be Timothy Chalamet like knocking on the door, mm-hmm. asking if he could come in, saying, I have this contract to sign. Like uh, if you sign here, we're allowed to kiss. He just and holds you know, up a sign that says consent. And she's like, oh, my God. I love yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is not a bad idea. No. No, I could carry around a collapsible consent uh sign that folds out to like three by two yeah yeah your little your little uh consent card yeah tucks into your wallet you don't have as a t-shirt because then you're just like anybody like you right 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 totally won't be selective adrian brody is a weirdo a weird uh, man which i appreciate like i love uh an angular character yeah yeah but he was like but he also was kind of considered like hot you know yeah, he had um he had a vibe. Yeah. As as the kids are saying, he had swagger, uh confidence. Not sure like just grabbing Holly Berry and kissing her after the winning the Oscars like yeah. the move. No. But uh that's again, the, that's that's a long time ago. Those Things a, have changed. That's a strange strange move on and his I, part. I wonder when someone's going to flip the script and like grab the dude and kiss them. 
Yeah. And then execute them in front of everyone. <laughs> I <laughs> think that's going to be the move. Yeah. But the, or then that actor becomes a, a leader of a, a movement. It's like, I, I was violated. Right. Right. Well, he gets everything I needed. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. It maybe not. Or maybe he just, maybe he just shuts the fuck up. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he just takes, what takes one on the decide. lips. Yeah. Yeah. His agents are like, you cannot say anything. <laughs> I think he don't, should say something. I think he should don't d- even joke about that. He has a tweet like ready to rock. It's in the drafts. He runs it by his manager. They're like, don't even joke about it. Mm-hmm. You take that kiss. Yeah. How many, how many preloaded tweets do major stars have for each circumstance? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just ready to go. Right. Just like I said this, I regret right. the words I've said. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited about this. That'd be dangerous. Then yeah. you just leak it before anybody said anything. And it's like, uh jk april fools it's I have december a child who sent it i don't have a child i don't even have a zero child and you're out buying children then you're gonna get caught for that completely well what is how is how's uh how's your how's pandemic been for work life for you pandemic life started out obviously scary yeah. right then we kind of got our wits about us and we're like all right and i mean like the early wits where it was mm-hmm. still like you're still wiping groceries down but you're like we're all not going to start bleeding out of the eyes yeah and it started off think like it was well i was in the middle of filming inventing anna uh and they were like stay home um but then like all these writing projects came down the pike and Mm. i was like whoa sick let's do this yeah and then one of them came to fruition you know i thought i was gonna be like busy the whole time and it was like no you'll just have this yeah but the one of the best weeks of my life (laughs) (laughs) was about four months into the pandemic Mm -hmm. i get a call that's saying hey discovery wants to have you and the dudes on shark week oh my god and i go when and they go in two weeks and i'm like that sounds fucking awesome like how are we doing this yeah they go well so obviously with covid we got to take some pro some some different like um change of protocols the sharks are going to be masked so sharks will be masked we they're like we're gonna have to fly you guys all together and i'm like all right on a private jet no i we won't do that and we were like yeah that'll work <laughs> and then instead of usually that you stay in a hotel and then every day you wake up you go out on like a, a decent sized boat yeah and you scuba off of that but it's it's you know it's 20 or 30 feet they go, hey, we can't have people going back and forth from town to the boat. Mm-hmm. We're, we just got you guys a 160-foot yacht. Jesus um, the crew and you guys are all going to be on there. All your meals will be on there. Everyone will be tested before you get on, tested like during the week. Is is that fine? Do you guys get like see whatever, like, like you missed land or whatever? I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, I think that should work. So, <laughs> wow. And, and they pay you. And so... I'm like, honey, we just I'm got going- Pete Davidson. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to the Bahamas for a week Wow! in the middle of a pandemic. And she's like, um, and she's very cautious. Uh, yeah. You know, we had young children and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to put food on the table. I go there. We have the best time. We get so <laughs> drunk on the airplane heading out there. Cause they're yeah. like, what do you need on the plane? And we're like, I don't know, like sandwiches and a few cases of beer. Yeah. We just get hammered. We get there. We learn a little bit more scuba, which I had to take like two scuba lessons before because I'd never done it. Oh, never? Wow. Never. They're like, here's your wardrobe, some flip-flops. You can keep it all. I'm like, getting better. Free flip-flops? I'm in. (laughs) Every meal is gourmet by like the chef of a yacht. So it's like legit. And... And, I, and I'm diving with sharks and fucking having one of the greatest experiences of my life with my best friends who I haven't seen in four months oh because of the pandemic. It was magic. Wow. I get home and I have to downplay it 100 fold to my family. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it actually rained every day, like for 20 minutes and it was beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been out in the ocean yeah. in the Caribbean when it's raining for just like a deluge for like oh 20 minutes, but you feel like uh, you're in another world. Anyway, so that was the pandemic had some some ups and then obviously some downs. Yeah, got to see your kids wearing masks all the time for like 
experiences you know like school and stuff you're like that's a freaking bummer oh dude it's so bad starting yeah. a new school my daughter did and she's like right just we move we did some moving too yeah yeah i i mean my heart goes out to people who have young kids i don't mind doesn't go out to you as much during pandemic now because there's a price like you have two young kids great you got to go on this vacation thing yeah but yeah having having little kids during that must have been rough and then my wife was pregnant uh which was also like you know defcon yeah whatever the whatever the more dangerous one is like uh you know the concern about like what happens if you get COVID when you're pregnant like yeah. how does that pan out and then having a newborn it was a whole whole thing for her I didn't give a fuck yeah um, what is your what is your anxiety level around s- stuff like I you you know you're just you're it's just a pro- chill it, it's a problem it's, <laughs> it's a, a problem. problem is it I yeah well no 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 like I'm not I'm not careless but I'm carefree okay and I I don't know if that's better or worse like I'm not sloppy about yeah. it. But at the same time, like walking outside around nobody, I was like, I'm not wearing a mask for this. Yeah. And then, you know, you see people wearing a mask and then you're like, all right, I'm not like a douchebag. Like, I'll I'll put it on. Like, I'm not. Yeah. This isn't a statement. I just don't think. I think I'll be fine out here. But yeah, it's been it's been a little a bit of a what do they put that? Uh uh, a wedge between my wife and I sometimes because she's much more cautious. Yeah. Uh, and she should be, be, and I should be because she was pregnant, newborn. S- things are still not known about that. But like after I got the vax, I was like, did it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Booster. I'm in. I did the things, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I know. I was sort of, I was straddling weird worlds of like, so my ex-wife was sort of like, she was more like, yeah, this is terrifying, but I have to work in school, so I mm-hmm. can't think about it too much. Right. And then my daughter would go between our two houses and kind of like, what is safe and stuff? And then my girlfriend has asthma. And then on top of that, her sister's an epi- epidemiologist who would yeah, be yeah. getting all these updates. So it was just this crazy range of uh, reactions that I was like, like corralling. And right. it just drove me crazy yeah because i could because i would i would flip in between different perspectives too i'm like yeah we should be terrified that's fine it's like oh we're never gonna you know i just did whatever they they said on the news i was like what is it okay fine yeah like i I never had a hang up about being like i can't breathe this fucking mask on (laughs) which is like the the greatest thing they're like you know you're breathing in your own toxic air i'm like have you ever breathed your air completely out of your lungs yeah no yeah. you're always breathing some of your air yeah like, we would all be dead every halloween if that was the case as children yeah. we just Do- go out and doctors would pass out in your chest cavity as they're operating on you yeah exactly and doctors have a, a different they're very healthy very healthy Cra- lungs crazy and then the whole like i don't need a man it the whole like i'm fine i'm a thin fit person i don't need a mask and yeah say, well, you're using the mask for like the old lady next to you at the produce section yeah that that's doctors aren't wearing masks so they don't catch stuff from the patient mm-hmm. they're wearing it so their germs don't go in open wounds etc yeah that i don't understand how that never was like the headline about the masks but what are you gonna do i know what are you gonna do what are you and gonna we're do? all we gotta did any artist or some person some forward-thinking person say like give me all your old masks like there's got to be something made from these masks i know i know it's like because like yeah. a, a monument like a national monument mask pile or shape or something constructed of all the masks that were ever thrown away yeah how, how did we not get ahead of that i know i know yeah, there's got to be something, or just the materials itself. He's like, yeah, we can insulate homes for like you know all of Canada for LA's homeless. Oh my God, there you did we it. go. Too late. You, too you late. Too too late. Oh, I heard they they they, they, they solved uh, it. It's done. They torched they torched them all this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. What's his name? Mayor Mayor Caruso got in there with a, a flamethrower and torched them all. <laughs> well, I wanted to. I'm I'm lifting a quote hear from you which kind of goes in in line with your um uh that you're carefree you also said uh this is on imdb okay so oh. you know this is hard hitting uh it said you're it said 
I'm unsmiteable. That's something I realized very young. Do you remember? I think, s- that, do you remember I think that was like a um a, like a, a one off. Like, yeah. yeah, like when you're doing an interview and they're like whatever and you go I'm unsmiteable. Yeah. I learned that from a very young age or whatever the quote was. Like, yeah. no. It was like, I'm um, going to lift it because it was in this series of uh, whoever did put stuff on your IMDb, like your old quote section. There yeah. are all these kind of like almost inspirational, kind of like very self-confident. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this guy seems really cocky. He's got his shit together. Wow. This guy's admirable. Yeah, I don't know. Was there another one? Or you just pulled that you just pulled that one. Don't worry just about it. That one. Let me see if I got it. I'm un, but I am unsmiteable. By the yeah. way, I don't know what the fuck that means. I what know. Does, what does smite mean? To smite means to sort of like uh to criticize or to to, to bring down. Yeah. To bring down. Yes. I'm unbring downable. You're unbring down. You're float you're you're buoyant, is what you're saying. That's true. You know? Uh, water very yeah I, I feel like um i'm not un unbring about downable but like i feel like i can if you are in the public eye you know like the comments you get mm-hmm. online are brutal yeah like, the so, weird thing is like i've never i don't give a shit about that like i where i my insecurities and stuff are all sort of it, it, people i know or people peripheral or you know you know that kind of thing. Not to, yeah. not sort of saying like there people are talking about you, but it's it's that thing of like I was like I I don't know you, so I I'm gonna assume you're an idiot if you say something negative about me. But right. if I if I ever find out that someone that I I know, and even if I don't respect them, but I know them, and they say something, I'm like, wait, hold yeah, on. like that yeah. that get that cuts to me. Yeah, no, I mean I get it, but I, I guess the comments, and again, like. You read some and you're just like, oh, cut to the core. Yeah. But I, I, I'm pretty good at just going like, well, all right, well, you probably have a horrible job and this is like your outlet or whatever. Completely. This is where you find power and like, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I know what you mean about the people around you, but that you don't, people around you are polite. They're not going to tell you necessarily like, hey, you're being a dick or hey, that's too much or hey, yeah. like, you left me hanging or um, whatever else I suppose you've been doing. <laughs> You know, like the people who don't know you shoot straight because they yeah. have nothing to lose. They don't fucking care. Yeah. But they do go. It's, it's sort of going back to what we were saying. Beginnings, like they do go for just just what they see in front of them. And then yeah. whatever they pick on, whatever they pick out of that says right. more about them than you. Because, I mean, yeah. if I took offense, how many times people like, well, who's this bald piece of shit? I, when I was doing these commercials, there's some <laughs> I read some comments and there's this whole thread about this. It's like there's no fucking way this bald piece of shit would ever get such a sweet piece of ass as that lady who plays his wife, and then know. it and then it just turned into this whole like disgusting side thing about like disgusting right. the lady who played my wife, and then it threaded back to me is like back to the bald piece of shit. Yeah, right. what the fuck, man? And then like you said, uh, after reading, I was like, oh, they're just they're really mad. They're really. Right, they're really happy and mad. I mean, I wouldn't it be eerie if you found a picture of that guy and he looked exactly like you, and <laughs> and he was just like, "There's no way he could get that girl. I'm not getting that girl." Like yeah. that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's his. That's his. Like God, it's all about access. If I had access I think, to her, didn't um like Seth Rogen like ten years ago get taken to task for having like women in his movies that were considered like above his we'll say pay grade or whatever, like girls he couldn't get. And like that created like the incel population or whatever. Oh, wow. Somebody had some article where it's like, it's his fault because he keeps putting like hotter girls than he should be getting in his movies. Oh my God. Well, that's any CBS multicam. I mean, that's, but that's, and that's any real life. Like (laughs) you see, you see guys who you're like, Whoa, Hey, nice. All right, dude. Yeah. Huh? You let go. She well, didn't. How that, does that work out? Yeah, that's more. That's more. So like, hey, well, the patriarchy is really in control, and still the messaging is such that you don't and, have to try. And they and I, I missed you at the last patriarchy meeting. Were you? Mm-hmm. You were busy. Yeah, were I was. Uh, um, yeah, I was doing a, a, a patriarchy sort of like fundraiser thing. Um, oh, okay, good, good, at good. My, good, my yeah. kids' school and stuff. Because it was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Bill Cosby spoke. Wow. Well. <laughs> 
good for him. He got out just in time. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. Rogan's going to be the next one. And, no uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Strap in. It's going to be nine hours. Bill O'Reilly right. is a keynote speaker. Um, he's going to be giving some tips. <laughs> do, they're going to do it live? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Q&A. It's going to be so fun. Nice. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, when I go there, I go in full costume. So maybe that's why you don't recognize me. Oh. Like I dress like Thor when I go. Sure. Because I'm that. That's that's my chosen avatar of, of right sort of like male maleness. Yeah. But you just go as yourself, which I'm always I'm like. All right, good for him. Good for I, him. I go as myself, but I wear my costume from Workaholics. Right. Um, just to get recognized more. Yeah. 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 A little shallow, but I get it because it's the yeah. patriarchy, so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I guess Anders. I mean, if you were bald, we would talk more about hair stuff but that's, that's kind of it i mean there's not much connection between yeah. us in that regard but i do want to say thank you for hire, hiring me to be on the, your show despite the Tw- fact that i was bald like 20, that was 20 years ago today 20 years ago today it was 11 years ago yeah because i i think nuts? adam adam posted today that five years ago today was the us shooting the last episode and you guys shot in that same weird building the whole time, right? That went over in Burbank? Or did no, you just switch we, at some point? We shot there for the first two or three seasons. And then because it was like um, many stories or whatever, like mm-hmm. crewing, bringing like the, the shit in, excuse me, the stuff in every day. Yeah. Up the elevators and stuff. It just took so much time, extra time. Right. We, we moved to a one story uh warehouse thing out in van nuys across from a target which was pretty fucking sick mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to so brag. yeah it, it, production became a lot easier we did the last four seasons out there i think yeah oh my god wardrobe must have been fucking psyched to have a, a target right across the street oh like dude, everybody like, just walking um, across the street <laughs> can we get like a like a, a tank top t-shirt yeah uh, I kind of see this guy in like a Goodfellas kind of pants, like, yeah. uh, you know, or maybe their whole matching set that you can sort of get. A lot of Cherokee, a lot of Massimo. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? American Rag. Do they sell that? A lot of Amer- isn't American Rag like a fancy jeans bar? I don't know. I'm just throwing out uh, H&M. Yeah. Walmart. They sell Walmart <laughs> at Target. Target. <laughs> yes. That's when they, they really, their stock went up when they said we're selling Walmarts now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're selling Gap at Target. Yeah. Cool. Anything's possible. Anything. It was it was a long time ago and we were glad to have you on the show. Uh you're now a friend for life. Oh man. And and when I run into you every two years, <laughs> it's I love it. It's always magic. The last time we did it, we did run into each other in Pasadena at a coffee place. Was that where we did it? Was. Okay, it was yeah. at, what's that? Is it Jones or whatever? I was Can waiting to it? pick up my kid, I think, from school. Yeah. And I can't remember if you had one of us, there was an audition involved in some some regard. You were coming from one or I oh, was yeah. coming from one. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. If I was going to a coffee shop, maybe I was coming from just bombing an audition and I was getting <laughs> I was getting like a, one of those pound cakes that yeah. they usually have at a coffee shop. Yeah, you're getting a, just, a sadness treat. Yeah, let me just crush one of these, uh, fill up the void. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Oh, real I fast. Went. I know I keep ending the show, but I do want to ask, how do you feel about self-taping? Now the podcast is just about acting. So I, I hate it because I'm, let's just say this. Uh, it takes me a day to kind of like prep the scene. Yeah. Right. To like get it and be like, got it. Yeah. And then the next day is when I wake up to film it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if you have four scenes, let's say I'll do the first scene over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. second scene over and over and then I like have to rewatch them back and it just takes forever. forever. And sometimes I'm like, well, I'll just find that last one on tomorrow. Whereas if I have to go into audition, I hopefully have it cold already. Yeah. And I, and I get in, I drive 45 minutes to wherever the fuck I'm going, but I get in, I do it a few times if they need it different mm-hmm. ways or whatever. And then I'm fucking out. Yeah. I don't spend my entire day like, and then like editing together, like naming, take scene one, take one, scene one, take oh, two. I'm like, I'm all these people's jobs now. I'm like lighting in the fucking office. I'm hanging like towels over doors so that I have like a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh. garbage. It's, I mean, and I don't know if it's going to 
change. I don't know if it's going to be a thing. I was like, you know what? Self-taping is great. Kids, the, the actors get to do as many takes as they want. They have total control. And I... I yeah. I don't like to watch myself. I don't like I don't to, either. I don't, I don't like either. to choose the take because I'm gonna go for the one where I say the words the best, not the one where I have the vibe of it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, I'm, I don't like me slipping up your words. You I know? do a words one and a vibe one. Yeah. I actually this and this is probably why. Well, that's probably why I didn't get it, but I didn't get it because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But I submitted something the other day where I actually recorded one of my rehearsal takes from the night before in just like a workout t-shirt that I had on. Right. And, but then the next day I recorded and I like was loose and whatever and finding it. And then the next day I did it with like a a tie and shirt on Mm because I was supposed to be a lawyer. Right. And I was like, I got to use that one from last night. Yeah. And I put it in there and they must've been like, Oh, is this look, is he saying he won't wear a suit and tie? Is this like a lie in the sand? What, what's going what on here? What are you doing? But yeah, it's just confusing because you're like, what's protocol? I know. What What do you want from me? I just don't um, know what the what is the casting agent's job anymore. I mean, they just like compile this because well, they yeah. don't. I don't think they're going through and weeding through and saying, "Here's the twenty that we want to submit." You know what I mean? No, they're just no. like deluge. Or like a casting assistant. Does that exist anymore? I don't know. Does a casting office exist anymore? There's uh, one. I know. Can one I just exists. show up on a movie set now, unannounced, and <laughs> yeah. be in it? I think that's what happened. I think so. Yeah. You just show up and then you show the, your self tape on your phone. Mm-hmm. Avatar then, Four. Hey, Avatar. James, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Cams. Hold on. It's a it's an iPhone 13, so it's a good quality here. Check this out. Yeah. Hey, everybody on on set, shut the fuck up. I got a uh, audition. I'm gonna have him watch real quick. Ah, my speaker's not that loud. Hold on. Get closer. Get closer. Yeah, you got to get closer. I don't know if you know how phones work. Jimmy Cameron's. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do not. I'm split 50-50 on it. Like, I, I it. don't like spending two days doing an audition. No. Is what it usually ends up being, or yeah. at least a day and a half. And I like getting out of the house. Me too. I need yeah. I need to do it in front of somebody. I, need I don't know if I'm going to go to Santa Monica. Right, and having a reader, how do you do that? I record it. I record the other person. Oh, you do it that space. way. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I have a, I found it. So you got to time it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I tried that and I just, I was like, nope, this is another layer that I'm not going to fucking deal with. I have this guy right. that I, I, who is a reader who just gets on zoom for me. Oh, that's so. nice. Maybe I'll, I, I don't know. It's so embarrassing. I know. My, my wife's like, do you want me to read with you? I'm like, why? So you can leave me? Like, <laughs> No thanks. Yeah. This is uh, way too exposing. I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. But yeah, the f- the fitting it into the blank space of the because you can have like eighty percent of the audition done. Like you're killing it. You do the thing, and then all of a sudden, like it cuts you off. And maybe you don't even care, but like you're thrown. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. you can, and then they can see in your eyes that you're now thinking about different stuff. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you're watching the timer. Oh man, I tell uh, you. Sorry, I just went in on a, a bitter note. And then also, real fast, you and Rob Hubel need to play relatives in something. He needs to play your uncle or something because you That'd guys, be amazing. you guys have such a same similar vibe. And I cadence. love that dude. Yeah, I would. I ran into him a bunch too at Forage. I would always see him. I oh think yeah, I saw yeah. You at Forage too, but yeah, Forage is a very. Uh, it's a hip spot. Comedy friendly. Yeah, people who are gonna. Put a feed bag on and eat some good food. Oh, you know what I mean, listen. If you want to know where the where your vegetables came from, and you want to laugh, that's where you go. That's the place to hang for sure. The the end. <laughs> the end. Uh, all right, Anders Holm. Uh, you want to tell anybody about anything they should know about to watch or listen to? You guys listen to podcasts. I'm on one called This Is Important with the guys from Workaholics. It's called This Is Important. We don't talk about anything that is important. Good. That's the joke. There, There's the premise. It is literally the kind of conversations that we would have on like the roof of Workaholics. Just things that are as stupid as possible. I, nice. I guarantee you there's not a dumber podcast out there that talks more about porno. Great. There you go. Yeah. I take welcome. that back. There's probably like some specific porno podcasts <laughs> yeah. that are dumb as fuck. But like ours is funny, dumb, and then we talk about some porno sometimes. I mean, sometimes at the patriarchy meetings, we'll get into that. But they're yes. like more sort of like roundtable discussions. For sure, as they should be. Yeah, totally. You know. Anders, thanks for coming by. It's good to see you, buddy. 
All right, man. I'll see you in a couple years. Yep. We're making Later, it seem man. like we're in the same room. We're not. Oh, stay bald. Someone to talk to. Brian and Charlie have a hairless party. They are all there to invite you. No hairdos, no shampoos, interviews. Only on Bob Talk. Screw it, screw it. We're just gonna talk about comics. Do you like comic books? Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? Then this is the podcast for you. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Will Hines and Kevin Hines, performers from the Upright Citizen Brigade Theater and actual brothers, talk about actual comic books they love, like Spider-Man, The Fantastic Four, and many more. If you prefer your podcast to be about fictional people talking about fictional books, this isn't it. But otherwise... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. Campfire.